Going beyond the headlines? Getting to the heart of the story. Calgary Today with Joe McFarland on 770 CHQR. Good Monday afternoon. Hope you had a great weekend. And they're off. This is so exciting. Nominations have closed. We now know which candidates are running for the different wards, which candidates are running for the mayor's chair. And in my blog today, I said, you know, it's going to be fun. Let the fun begin, because I think as we look at our last two municipal elections, when we're talking about 2010, 2013, and now 2017, we have seen some huge shifts. In in 2010, there was about, what was it, 50 off the top of my head, 54% turnout for voters. In 2013, it dropped to 39 And so much has changed from 2013 to now. And um, as I mentioned in my blog, in 2013, we weren't in the recession yet. In 2013, Mayor Nancy had only one term under his belt. In 2013, we definitely weren't talking about a new arena. This election, there are so many things that are going to be touching so many Calgarians. And I've always said this, when it comes to any level of election, Municipal, provincial, federal, I, I, all I want is you to be informed, engaged, and to ultimately vote. And so I, I think it's going to be a pretty exciting election campaign. There's so many different issues out there, from taxation to trailer parks to, well, terms, how long someone's been in office. And that's why I wanted to spend this half hour with Zoe Addington, Director of Policy Research, Government Relations with the Calgary Chamber, joins us today. Hello, Zoe. Hi, thank you very much for having us having us on. Would you agree it's going to be an exciting election campaign? Yes, absolutely. And I love what the Chamber is doing because as I tell my listeners, you know, I want you to vote, but I want, uh, you know, a lot of people will say, well, Ange, you want to have uh, informed voters. And I think the website you guys have come up with, that there's going to be lots of websites out there, but I, I do think yycworks.ca is a, a great website that people should put in their bookmarks so that they know they can check it throughout the next month to see where the candidates stand on different issues. Zoe, maybe just a, a, some background on to why the, the chamber came up with the website. Uh, sure. So um, as your listeners know, over the past few years, our city has been hit really hard. And so with over 75,000 Calgarians still looking for work, uh, we have one of the highest unemployment rates in the country. And uh, as you said in your intro, you know, when you look at the city in 2013 and compared to 2017, we're a very different city. We have some, uh, a lot of different issues. So um, on behalf of the members of the Calgary Chamber, which uh, represents thousands of local businesses and uh, collectively represent about half of Calgary's employment workforce, uh, we want to get Calgary back to work. So um, that's why we've uh, started this campaign looking at uh, what we'd like the city to do uh, to uh, create a Calgary that works. And Zoe, when we talk about businesses in in Calgary, small, medium, major, this is a big part of that conversation is the taxation, the tax policy. We've got it right now, consultations with the federal liberal governments when they're talking about corporations. We've got uh, business taxes here in Calgary that for non-business owners, they might not really be aware of it. So I want to get into that in one second, but I want to put out right uh, right in the front is that... 
I commend you for having the website, and then you can go to candidates. So I thought, hmm, I wonder which candidates the chamber is supporting. But it is, at this point, very early, because today was just the day that the nomination closed, that you've got every candidate, and you've asked them a number of questions. So let me just click on mayoralty candidates. And you've got Mayor Nenshi, you've got Bill Smith. When I'm going through the website right now, it looks like it is early as far as getting any feedback from these candidates so that you can put down some significant positions they have on different policies? Uh, yeah, so that, that's fair, and I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. I mean, absolutely, we are not, uh, the Chamber's not a political organization. We're nonpartisan, uh, and we want all the candidates, we want everyone to recommend, uh, to support our recommendations. And uh, so we, we built the website, and, and as you mentioned, the um, uh, candidates were registering today. So we did build out a list of candidates based on what we could find on other websites on uh, candidates that have put up websites. Uh, but we will be uh, sort of finalizing all that when we get the nomination list, uh, I think, uh, tomorrow. Yeah, and I think that's great because you've uh, asked all the mayoralty candidates similar questions. The City of Calgary could be more business-friendly in tone and action, and then you want their answer to this. And so I'm I'm just throwing it out there for people to make a note of the yycworks.ca. Now you have to tell those people who aren't in the business community how the tax system works for Calgary businesses, because as a property owner, I know I pay property taxes. Spell it out for me how it's different, though, for business owners. Uh, Sure. So um, the city actually has very limited uh, revenue options. And so um, the way the municipal budget works, it's slightly different than federal or provincial. So they basically uh, determine how much money they need for the year, and then they go to the revenue side and figure out uh, how they're going to get the money to pay for it. And so really, largely, their main tool is the property taxes. Uh, so um, there is a ratio. So they um, often talk about a mill rate, which mm-hmm. is the ratio between what a resident pays in property tax and what the business pays. And the current ratios um, are the, the business community pays three and a half times the rate of a uh, residential property. So it's it's all property taxes. It's not as, or is it called a business tax? It's still a property tax on a business, correct? Yeah. So there is a business tax, but that's being incorporated into the property tax. Okay. So yeah, business owners get it all ways, don't they? But um, so at this point, the way it looks when you look at property taxes differing from the residential versus the business, you're saying businesses pay three and a half times whatever the residential property tax is. Yes, and what we've seen is that rate has actually gone up uh, every single year in the last four years. And and so what we've kind of looked at is how does it compare across Alberta? And and Calgary has the highest rate along uh, amongst Alberta's five largest cities. And when you look at it across Canada, uh, Calgary also has the um, the highest rate across uh, Canadian large cities. That that ratio of of residential to business. The ratio is that where because we hear Nahed Nenshi often saying we've got the lowest taxes in Canada. Um, when it comes to the actual, uh, the business side. So, you know, when you actually compare the rate, there is in some places where uh, they do pay a higher um, rate, but we, when it comes to the ratio of, of residential to business, uh, like I said, it's, mm. it's not just the highest in Alberta, but across Canada. So the big difference is the ratio versus the actual rate. Yes, that's what, that's what, we've, that's what we've focused on. So, mm. um yeah, and so, I mean, I think, like I said, when we've, when we've looked at it over time, uh, where we've 
uh, kind of made a recommendation is to say we'd like to see the next council bring it back to 2.85, which is the rate we saw in 2014 uh, before the recession, and over time get back to something closer to a 2 to 1, maybe over a 10-year time frame. So you can understand that uh, the the ratio should be a little higher for property, for business owners rather, like you're saying two to one as opposed to what it is now, 3.5 times more? Yes. I mean, I think it is sort of an accepted uh, concept that businesses to do pay a higher rate than residential. Obviously, businesses can make money off of their um, off their property. Off their property so, yeah. Yeah. So that I mean, that is a, a sort of a common concept. But mm-hmm. like I said, when you compare it to other jurisdictions in Alberta and across Canada, uh, we think it could be uh, more fair. And they come up with the ratio, as you say, when it comes to the budget, they figure out, okay, here's our budget. Now, how are we going to get that money so that we don't have any kind of a deficit or debt? Yeah, so right now, um, municipal governments uh, under the Municipal Government Act can't actually um, have an operational deficit. There mm-hmm. is um, in the municipal, in the uh, there is a city charter um, yeah. that's under review and a draft um, of that regulation is being put out, and that would propose allowing um, municipal governments or city, uh, Calgary and Edmonton, to spread that over four years. But right now it is a one-year budget, and they cannot have an operational deficit. All right, Zoe, you've set the stage for us. I want to take a break here. Zoe Addington is my guest. She is with the uh, Calgary Chamber, Director of Policy Research, Government Relations. And they want to make one of the issues in this year's election campaign all about the property taxes that businesses pay and how maybe not equal but a lot lower than they are right now when we're actually looking at at that ratio 403-974-8255 you can always send your texts i'll talk with zoe after this there are going to be so many issues during this campaign. We're going to do our best here at News Talk 770 to bring those to you, uh, to give you some insight. In some cases, what candidates are feeling in some of these areas. Zoe Addington is the Director of Policy Research Government Relations with the Calgary Chamber, and we are talking about the Chamber's effort to make sure that taxation is on the table. And also want to remind you, October 2nd, the Chamber is going to be hosting a Mayor's Town Hall, and the reason I want to tell you about that is it's at the Palace Theatre. We're going to be live on location there. And Zoe, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the debate goes, the town hall rather goes from 4.30 until 8. Yes. And I, is it like a debate then? I'm, I'm calling it a debate, but I know it's town hall. Yeah, I think we're, um, we have been calling it a, a town hall. We're looking, uh, we're going to be having uh, members uh, collecting questions from our members and putting those questions uh, to the mayoral candidates. Good. Okay. So that's on October 2nd. So when we talk about taxation and what the chamber would like to see, because Zoe, I'm hearing that you can, you understand that businesses should pay a little bit more when it comes to their property taxes, but how much more? How do you determine then what is fair? Should we leave it up to the chamber? or council? <laughs> um, well, the, our members have made um, uh, some recommendations. And so, uh, I mean, I think one, one of the things that um, I, I did also want to mention that, that where this actually starts is our first recommendation uh, is about uh, city being more efficient and budge, budgets being more prudent because if you manage spending, then you don't need to increase property taxes. And so, as, as, I, uh, as we talked about before, the, the city has very few revenue Options, property tax being the the major one, and and what we've done is looked at looked at numbers going back as uh, in some instances as, as far as they were available. But um, when when you go back to 2008 2009, uh, we see spending going up, and and as a result, taxes go up. So 
uh, we actually, our first recommendation is if you keep spending to uh, annual inflation and population growth, then you're not going to need to increase property taxes. And and I think that it sounds like such a novel concept, but <laughs> we, we know that even within our own households, we haven't even seen salaries keep pace with inflation. And yet we look at city hall or councillors and it seems like they've got the blank check. It doesn't matter what inflation is doing. So at least you're saying this has to be a benchmark for them. Absolutely. So uh, we refer to it in, a, in our um, uh, recommendations as smart spending bandwidth. So, uh, yeah, if, if uh, you kept annual inflation or sorry, had kept spending to annual inflation population growth, um, uh, that's been uh, 3.4% since 2009, where spending has been nearly double that. Our spending increases have been nearly double that at, at 6.5%. 6.5%. And then on the residential side, I know you're more interested in the business side, but we know this year we've had this tax freeze, but we have seen a huge increase in our property taxes, whether they be residential or business, uh, prior to this tax freeze, correct? Yes. How high do you know? I'm trying to remember. Has it been 15 percent? I'm trying. And, and that's you know what. To be honest, we've just looked at the at the at the property side at, at the, the business, business side. side. Yeah. No, I I didn't mean. It's safe to say that both sides have been going up about the same amount, although, as you said, with business tax, it's been that high. So the, the one recommendation is, first of all, let's just get our, our spending under control. And I, I have to say, in the early days of Mayor Nenshi, um, maybe it was the 2010, it, I loved his idea about zero-based budgeting. And I, I haven't really seen that truly come to fruition. I know they say that they'll pick a couple of departments and try to go back to that zero-based budgeting. But you don't even have to go so far as that. Zoe, I think what you're suggesting is look at your inflation plus population growth, and you've got, as you said, 3.4%. So that's where the increase, that's as high as we can go. Yeah, and I mean, we did uh, a bit of quick math on that, and if, if it had been kept to that uh, uh, smart spending bandwidth, um, that would have saved over $700 million last year, which is more than the increase in in uh, property taxes. So, mm-hmm. And I mean, we do make some other recommendations to your point around zero-waste yeah. budgeting. I mean, that is something we'd like to see, and, and um, you know, there's other things that can be put in place, including stuff like regulatory impact assessments. Um, there's some really interesting benchmarking studies that... Uh, uh, that have been done that compare uh, Calgary with uh, municipalities across the country that have identified some areas where uh, you see a lot of uh, um, Calgary's a lot more expensive than even compared to Toronto and, and uh, Ottawa. Do you worry when we talk about the city charter, and as you say, it still hasn't gone through, I mean, they're still going through all the different stages, that if the city is allowed to have, um, to run operational deficits or find other revenue streams, you you might worry about even that suggestion that it just allows them to get their hands on more money? Yeah, I mean, it, and it depends what those revenue options are. I mean, I think there's, you know, you know we've certainly looked at other options in the past, um, more user-based things, looking at road tolls, uh, road tolls and yeah. things like that. So I think it, it depends what it is. I mean, the, the, the proposal around spread, spending the, or spreading the operational budgeting over a longer period does allow for, you know, fluctuations yeah. like, like we do see in Calgary. So I think it depends what it is and what those tools are. If they, yeah, if they carry it over, but they pay it off. Uh, Zoe, thanks for starting the conversation. Really appreciate it. And we'll look forward to seeing you on the second. Great. Thank you very much for your time. 
Zoe Addington, she is with the Calgary Chamber. October 2nd, 4.30 to 8, mark it down at the Palace Theatre. It's the Mayor's Town Hall slash debate. 3.26, we'll take a break for news. After that, your thoughts on taxes in our city, and I'm throwing out another topic as well. We're back after this.